Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio, your podcast for Sea of Thieves news. There's always something to talk about, whether it be patch notes, whether it be bugs, whether it be exploits, whether it be cosmetics that personally I find beautiful, but ugly at the same time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 67, and I apologize this episode is coming out a little bit late. Uh, these next two episodes, this one and 68, will be coming out a little later than normal. Uh, I have been prepping for um, a charity event. Um, it's Children's Miracle uh, Network Week. Is for all the Children's uh, Miracle Network hospitals. It is down in Orlando, Florida at Disney World. And I will be flying out from that uh, based on this recording tomorrow. By the time you're listening to this, unless you're a patron, I will already be there. Um, but uh, it's a whole week-long uh, conference of children's hospitals. Uh, and I, uh, being sent by my local children's hospital for the work that uh, um, I do on, on streaming and, and donating money that I get on stream and raising money for them. Uh, and there will be several tournaments that I'll be taking part in. And you can check that out on the Extra Life Twitch page. You can go to extra-life.org uh, to find out more about the charity. And all the way at the bottom, you'll see a Twitch link. And on Tuesday night and Wednesday night or Wednesday night and Thursday night, I'm not quite sure of the schedule just quite yet on that page uh there will be a tournament and i will be participating in magic the gathering pokemon unite um halo and uh there's one other one, mario kart so you might be able to catch me on stream um i'm doing a lot to to get ready for that i've been practicing a little bit i'm not saying i'm going to be good at anything other than magic but you know, we're practicing, and all of them uh, have a chance to uh, win some money for the, the hospital, so I'm really excited. And you guys can obviously tune in and see the entire tournament if you would like. On top of that, uh, because of the money uh, raised by the community over the past uh, couple years, um, I did have a tattoo appointment where I have the Extra Life logo tattooed to the back of my leg now. Um, I have, in preparation for this event for the kids, have dyed my nails green, and my hair will be dyed green um, once I get down there. So lots of uh, lots of fun things that I try to do for the kids and raise money for the hospital and, and have a good time. So that's, that's why things have been a little bit delayed, but as soon as I get back from that, we'll be back on uh, back on track with the uh, the Saturday public releases and patrons will get it on uh, on Thursdays. So Sea of Thieves news, lots of things happening. I'm going to go through kind of the highlights of the news and then dive into some some other things that uh, I want to talk about after that uh, spicy episode 66. It wasn't meant to be that spicy and I just got on a roll and it just it just became that spicy. So uh, we had a patch. Uh, we did get a patch at the end of adventure number two, um, and we see a patch come out. Um, and with that, we have several things. First off, Legends Week, an entire week from April 5th to the 11th, celebrating pirate legends out there. And they're tweeting out stats and pictures and stories of pirate legends. Um, on the 7th, we got the new 
Pirate Legend Voyage trailer, which we're going to be talking about um, in in a little bit more length. I'm super excited for it. I think there's a lot of cool things uh, that we saw in that. Um, from April 8th to the 11th, Golden Glory um, on Athena Treasure. And then there's going to be a Golden Glory uh, day as well um, on, I believe, the 10th and the 11th or just the 11th. There will be a straight Golden Glory day. If you are a pirate legend and log in between the 8th and the 11th, you will get the Silvered Legendary Eye Patch, which if you know the pirate legend eye patch, the gold with the green Athena uh, logo, uh, it will be a silvered version of that. And it looks really good. Um, yesterday when Captain and Logan and I uh, sailed, um, we both got ours and I think it looks really nice. It's it's very plain um, and, and looks really nice. Now, if you're someone who likes bright colors, I mean, I like bright colors, but not on necessarily on my pirate. But if you like bright colors and everything, this might not be the eye patch for you. Uh, but if you're looking for something a little bit more simplistic as far as an eye patch, this thing looks really great. Basically, they just kind of rusted slash silver the entire pirate legend eye patch that looks really good. Um, they also um, are doing a pirate emporium sale during this time. And again, by the time this episode comes out, most of this will be already uh, done and over with. Um, but again, I hope you took part in the, um, the, the legends week and got some cool stuff. Uh, the new emporium items, there is a keg ship set, keg weapons and costumes, um, and a free, I say again, free emote. You can go in and get it, claim it for free. Uh, fire in the hole emote. So an entire kind of emote set and, or uh, emote weapons, costume and ship set dedicated to all us lovers of kegs out there. Now, what I will say, what I will say, and, and again, it's something that we just have to understand about the gaming industry today. They steal from each other, right? The entire concept of the lore-based uh, adventures that Sea of Thieves has done is very much based on the Destiny uh, lore-based story releases that they do. Um, obviously, Destiny's done it for a lot longer. It's much more polished. Um, but it's it's based directly from Bungie and what they do with Destiny 2. This costume, uh, definitely from everything from the hair to the goggles uh, to even the look of the outfit, is 100%, uh, I won't say ripped off because it's colored differently, it's Sea of Thieves themed, but it is 100% junk rat from Blizzard's Overwatch. So, um, again... Gaming companies do this all the time. Hell, Blizzard and World of Warcraft has made a basically their entire game stealing from other games and just kind of making changes to it and making it their own. It happens all the time in the gaming industry. PUBG, Fortnite, you know, you see it all the time out there. Um, you know, you take inspiration, you change it and make it kind of your own thing. So it's not surprising, but it's definitely if you're a fan of Overwatch, if you like Junkrat, you're probably going to want to get this costume because you can look at pretty much like a pirate you know, see a thieves version of junk rap and then mark your calendars, mark your calendars. Twitch drops will be coming back on the 22nd through the 26th of April. So 22nd through the 26th, that's a couple weeks out here, right at the end of April, we'll have Twitch drops again, again, 30 minutes. They didn't say if it was going to be partnered or everyone this time, but, uh, 20, 30 minutes watching, um, a selected streamer, um, and you'll have to find out if it's a partnered streamer or not. I'm not 100% sure about that. I'm trying to see if it uh, it says, okay, active uh, for partnered streamers only. So so these Twitch drops will be for partnered streamers. So find your favorite partnered 
streamer out there um, and watch for 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, make sure you've got your accounts linked. Um, again, go to Twitch, go to the upper uh, corner of the upper right corner, um, go to drops and make sure everything is linked. You can also go to seaofthieves.com slash twitch dash drops. Make sure everything is linked up there so you get credit. And what will happen is that once you watch it, you'll get a little notification uh, box up, like an email box up in the top corner. You click it. Um, you'll go to your drops page, and then you'll have to claim your drop. Again, if you don't claim your drop within that 24 hours that the, the that you've got the drop, you're not going to get it. So don't complain if you don't get it if you haven't claimed it. It's a multi-stage uh, multi process. First, link your account, your Sea of Thieves account with Twitch, and then watch for 30 minutes and then claim your drop. Now, it might not appear in your box immediately. It can take up to 72 hours. But again, if you've claimed it, it will show on your Twitch page that you claimed it. So if it never shows up, you have it on your Twitch page. And that, that history goes back a very long time. So you can always open a support ticket at that time. But make sure you link your accounts. Make sure you're watching a partnered streamer. Um, and then make sure you claim your Twitch drops. Again, April 22nd to the 26th. And that will be a continuation of the Twilight Hunter set. So if you like that set, it's a continuation of that. So let's talk about the Legend of the Veil. Uh, this was the trailer for the new Pirate Legend um, Voyage. And there's a lot of exciting things that came out of it. First off, um, first off, let's get the dates and times out of the way. Uh, this will be released one day before the Twitch drop. So this will be released on April 21st uh, to Pirate Legends. Uh, you'll be able to pick up this voyage um, um, on April 21st. Your uh, uh, Athena rank will also be uh, able to be increased to 30. So definitely something for long-term players who've been looking for something to do. Maybe the arena closed down and now you're kind of bored because you don't have anything to grind out. Well, now you do. Athena rank will be increased to 30. And as you level up, you will be able to unlock different rewards of a ship set, weapons, and a costume all inspired after the Pirate Legend Voyage, which revolves around the Ancients. So why am I so excited about this? Well, number one, the Athena voyages have been very outdated for a long time. I've either the, the normal Athena voyages or the Devil Roar voyages um, for Athena has been outdated for a very long time. You have to do multiple of them to get to grade five. They take a while. They include X marks the spot, two of those, two Merchant Alliance deliveries, and two Skeleton Kills um, islands. And that is just to get you <clears throat> the final piece, which is your dig to get your Chest of Legends. They do take some time. Uh, you have to go to multiple islands, and especially with the, um, with the delivery of the Merchant items, sometimes you're going... Um, across the seas and sailing for quite a bit of time. Um, so it's it's definitely an outdated system based on what other voyages give you as far as rewards. It's also not that great of a voyage to get Athena items, which is how you increase your Athena rank. You might get a couple trinkets, a, che uh, a crate, and then finally the chest at the end. But in general, you don't get a whole lot of Athena items to work on your Athena rep during uh, those voyages. It's unfortunate. It really is, especially since those are supposed to be the Athena voyages. 
Thieves Haven runs, however, have become kind of the new way to increase your Athena rank and things like that. You get a much higher amount of 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 items such as the villainous skulls, the Athena skulls. You get more crates, you get more trinkets, and um, you have a chance to get mega kegs and things like that. Now you won't get the chest of legends, at least I don't believe you will, but um, once you get grade five, then you can take on your Athena dig quest and get chest of legends and things like that that way. Uh, but it's a much faster way to get grade five. And it's also a much faster way to get your Athena items, uh, accounts for accommodations, um, and things like that. But thieves, Haven runs are boring. And when I say they're boring, they're just so boring. We've had them for so long. You go to thieves, Haven, you do some digs, then you go to one of two other items, you get a, uh, a red lant, uh, red lantern and a green lantern. You light up a skeleton, you kill him, you get a thing, and you go back to Thieves Haven, do more digs, and you go to the other island, you take your other color land, then you go back to Thieves Haven. It's just, it's just a very tedious process, and I get it. The Athena rep is supposed to be kind of the end game um, grind. It's supposed to be, you know, once you get to Pirate Legend, which again, um, for the longest time, and I guess still today, is kind of held as the end game. You hit Pirate Legend, that is now the end game. You can start working on your Athena stuff. Unfortunately, since they increased the cap of all the um, all the reputations, it's really not the end game anymore. Because even though you're a Pirate Legend, you're not having to max everything to get pirate legend anymore. Um, so it's kind of like, meh, you know? And so uh, the Athena grind is just kind of painful anymore. Um, so I'm glad we're getting a little diversity into that, a way to get your emissary value up and a way to get more, um, items. So let's dive into this. They said it will be a mix of a tall tale and a voyage. So there's going to be modules built into this one, which means each time that you do it, it will be slightly different. Now, there are going to be a finite number of modules. Some will be digs, some will be um, uh, sunken ships, some will be uh, puzzles, but they can, you know, mix and match, roll the dice when you do it, you know, shuffle them up like a card game. You never know what you're going to get, but eventually you will be able to do them all and you will know what they all are. Um, but there's at least a variety there. So every single time you do this new legend of the veil, um, voyage, it's going to be a little bit different, but eventually it'll all kind of be the same. Now, the one thing that is a little bit disappointing, but I also understand, right. Is the ending will always be the same. The final battle, the, the cut scene, uh, the, the, the comments from the different main characters at the end will always be the same. And again, that is just because that's playing into the story, right? We're playing this story out. And so the ending of the story needs to be the same each time. So I kind of get that. Um, but again, the modules be, will be different building up to that final fight. And then the final fight will be the same each and every time. So will this encourage players, excite players about Athena? Yeah, I think it will for a time. It's not going to be something like Thieves Haven runs and the normal Athena voyages, everyone will get tired of it. Eventually everyone will get bored of it eventually. And it'll just become, well, I need to get these accommodations done. Well, I need to get my ledger up. Well, I need to do this. It'll eventually become that, but because it does have different modules. And even though the ending's the same, I think it'll keep people's interest for a couple months, at least now for sea of thieves, keeping someone's interest for a couple months, I think is a huge accolade to them. Do I think it'll keep their attention for an entire season? No, I don't think so. We're going to, <coughs> excuse me, 
We're going to get this near the end of season six. So I would say a few weeks, maybe a month, month and a half into season seven, people will still be interested in doing those. After that, you're going to see less and less of people doing them. It's just how it is. Um, Sea of Thieves players are very much, we grind up front to get everything done, get all the cosmetics, get our level up, and then after that it's kind of like, eh, well, it's done now. And then we just kind of diddle it and daddle it every so often in order to get our emissary ledger and get those rewards. Um, so like I said, I think it'll be very popular uh, for maybe three months, maybe less than that, maybe two and a half months, and then it'll kind of die down. It will still be more popular, I think, than Thieves Haven runs and the normal um, Athenas, just because those have been done so long. So I think it is going to take those places, but but again, we'll see how profitable it is, we'll see how good the loot is, uh, and we'll see if it's actually worth the time or if Thieves Haven still is the king of getting your Athena stuff done. Here's one cool thing that I like about this, and it, it's kind of the same with all the voyages out there, right? So if, if someone buys a voyage, regardless of, of, of anyone else on the cruise level, everyone else can vote on it and take part in it. The cool part about this voyage, since it is kind of a, a longer one, it has some kind of cutscenes, it has voiceover work in it. A pirate legend is the only one who can buy the voyage, but once the voyage is proposed on the table, anyone can vote for it and anyone on the crew can take part in it, which is really cool because that way, if you can convince your friends to play or you have friends coming back who might not be pirate legend or who just started the game, it's a way for them to be able to see some cool stuff that they will be able to do once they reach pirate legend. Uh, but it also doesn't prevent them from taking part in it because you are a pirate legend and you can get the voyage and vote on it and do the voyage with your friends, no matter what level of pirate they are. And so I think that was a very good choice for them. I think that was a, I, I think that was um, very on brand with what they're trying to do. Again, making the game inclusive and fun for everyone. I, I think that's really good. Adding content that is, is limited to certain types of people and other people cannot play it regardless of if they have a friend who is the proper link, etc. I think is a really bad move for Sea of Thieves. So I'm glad they took this approach on this. I think it's a very positive um, um, approach. Um, now, they said because this is targeted towards pirate legends that the uh, X marks the spots and the puzzles will be more challenging. And that is kind of exciting to me. And they showed examples of this and they revolved around the maps for X marks the spot and that they're zoomed in maps, right? They're not maps that are at a very high level where you see the entire island and you kind of have, you can kind of adjust and figure out where that X is on the island. These will be much more zoomed in maps, which means you're going to have to either know the island and know which island it is, or you're going to have to learn the items by using the map and zooming in and trying to find um, a section of the island that matches what you have on the map. I think this is an excellent idea. Now, some people might get a little annoyed with it because it takes a little bit more time. It's a little bit more work, but you know, poo-poo on you. This game is not supposed to have have everything in it that's just easy and you just like pee into the wind and it just kind of floats away and you don't have to worry about it. The game does need some sort of challenges and some sort of, of, of grind in it to keep players playing and keep players interested in it. And I think this approach to maps where you're zoomed in on the map, you have to know the island, you have to know the, the lay of the land, you have to be able to look on your ship map and identify where these X's are. 
I think this is an excellent idea, and I think it's a, it's going to be. I think it's going to have mixed reviews um, by the community. I think there's going to be a lot of people that says this is stupid and too hard. Why did you change it? And then you're going to have a lot of people praising this and saying, "Thank God it's not a normal X mark the spot," and it has a little bit difference to it. So I think you're going to get a little bit of both. Now, as far as the puzzles in Sea of Thieves, I've never thought the puzzles in Sea of Thieves have been hard. Hell. The um the gold vaults, the gold hoarder vaults, you can do those without even putting a single key in. There is a lot of with the books that you get in Sea of Thieves and things like that. In general, the 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 puzzles are not that hard. Um, I would say probably one of the more challenging puzzles out there is probably Shores of Gold, and then the um the one where you've got uh, suds, the tall tale with suds where you have to use the night sky and stuff like that. I would say those are probably the two more challenging things. So I'm anxious to see what their new challenging puzzles are going to be. And I hope they truly are challenging. I hope they're not just something that we just, you know, you know, peck and hunt in the darkness. And we eventually figure it out. We turn a couple big pillars of dice on the wall and we eventually figure it out. I hope there is some challenge and some intrigue into these puzzles where they're not just easy and you move on. I, I, I understand that we have to grind out to 30. I understand that people want to get that grind underway, but also I would like to see sea of thieves create content that's intriguing, interesting, and lasts us longer than just you know, a couple weeks. I don't think, you know, everything they're doing here is going to last that long based on what I said a few minutes ago. But I think if you have more challenging and a more variety of maps and puzzles, I think that at least helps keep some interest a little bit longer. So I'm anxious to see what they do with this. And I, and I hope they continue to grow on that to help make their content last more than a couple weeks. So the other thing that you're going to have in these, uh, you got the puzzles and X marks the spot. You're also going to have shipwreck graveyards to um, look at. And they showed some pictures of these shipwreck graveyards and some little videos, and they look really cool. Very much like a gathering of the Merchant Alliance uh, shipwrecks, the lost shipments, very much uh, like that, where they're gathered up and you're going to have to swim through them. And the players are going to have a choice, much like the Phantom Forts, they have a choice um, to do. You can obviously go after the one piece of item that you're after, these Veil Stones. Or you can explore the entire shipwreck, uh, managing your air supply, battling sharks, and I'm assuming sirens as well, and open up, you know, boxes, crates, barrels, whatever the case may be, and get whatever loot out of this that you want. Like the Phantom Forts, you know, you have to open the closets and the drawers and the boxes and you find bags of gold and you find little trinkets and things like that and allows you to build up the amount of loot that you get. Now, in the particular video, they only showed a, I believe it was a gem that was down there. I'm anxious to know if you'll be able to get Athena loot out of this. And I think it would be a very good idea. Not just gems. Gems can't be turned into the Athena reputa- uh, uh, reputation. But if you could find little uh, Athena chalices and the butt plugs and things like that stored into the and the Athena skulls, that I think would be really good. Because again, the idea in my mind of a pirate legend Athena voyage is to mean at the end of the day, the majority of your gold and the majority of the reputation that you can get out of this is Athena, right? 
So I, I, I like that they're approaching the quest with you don't get all the loot at the end out of a vault just because you open the vault. If you want all the loot for this voyage, you're going to have to do a little searching. You're going to have to branch out of the linear story and you're going to have to kind of go out and which, which again, like I've said in the past, sea of thieves is not a game that it's like, okay, here's everything you do. And once you're done with this, what there, what is there to do? A lot of people complain about that. Sea of thieves is a tell your own story adventure, right? So if you're choosing to go through these voyages and just going after the stone or just going after the key and you're like, well, this is boring. There's not enough stuff to do. Well, maybe you should be working on telling your own story and writing your own adventure by exploring more through these ships and things like that. So I personally love that they're doing the hidden loot, um, mechanic from the fortresses, taking that and now putting it into the pirate legend uh, voyage. They're also going to be doing, this voyage is going to be very different and much like a tall tale that we're going to have voiceovers and we're going to have characters appearing to us and and doing some action and some, some, you know, things that you normally only see in tall tales, including the pirate Lord and bell, they will be our guide and narrator throughout this as we are searching for the veil stones. Now, we know by the adventure number two that the item that Flameheart is after is the Veil of the Ancients, which is an ancient relic capable of breaking down the veil between the living and the dead, or the Sea of the Thieves and Sea of the Damned. We are now trying to empower this particular thing, right? So adventure number three will be out in two weeks, according to the in-game book. In two weeks from now, that will be when this pirate legend voyage comes out, which means most likely since this pirate legend voyage is dealing with the veil stones, my suggestion to all of you pirate legends out there is to do the adventure first. Because it is very clear in the video that the Pirate Lord has the Veil of the Ancients, which means it probably, this voyage is probably chronologically supposed to come after adventure number three. So that is just my assumption, because again, when we heard from Bell at the end of adventure two, the Veil of the Ancients is in the belly of the Pale One, and we have to go talk to Merrick. And if you want to know what my thoughts are, go back to the last episode and you'll hear what my thoughts are on what that means. But if the veil is in the pirate Lord's hands, unless he is the belly of the pale one, I mean, he is, he is, you know, he's a ghost. And though he's kind of green because that's what the ghosts are in Sea of Thieves, and he does have a pretty big belly, I'm assuming that bell does not mean the belly of the pirate Lord. Just my guess. Just my guess. But the Pirate Lord has the Veil of the Ancients, and our task in this voyage is to recover the stones. Now, you know how I feel about recycled content. You know how I feel about recycled content. This was the one, one thing that I can say that I was disappointed with in the trailer for The Legend of the Veil. This is the one thing I can say I was very disappointed in. The Veil of the Ancients looks very much like a little statue with some feathers on it. We've dealt with a little statue before that we have to get gems for and put the gems in the little statue. And then it empowers the statue for us to do something else. 
you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the tall tales revolving around the Shroud Breaker. There are several tall tales where you have to get the Shroud Breaker, the little statue, and then you have to proceed to get the stones to power the Shroud Breaker in order for you to go to the shores of gold and Tribute Peak. <clears throat> they are reusing that concept. They are completely reusing that concept. The Veil of the Ancients looks very much like a modified Shroud Breaker. It's gray, not gold. It looks like the same little statue thing. It's got some feathers on it. And we're trying to get little gems that we're going to plug into it, and it's going to empower it. This, again, is the one thing that I am disappointed in. Now, the Shroud uh, Breaker was obviously an ancient relic used to part the, you know, the shores of gold, to get to the shores of gold, the Red Sea. This is also an ancient relic. So again, very similar because they're both parting the shroud. So I get the connection here. But could we have been a little bit more original? I'm just saying. We already had the shroud breaker, and sure, it's been a long time since we had the tall tale for the shroud breaker, but it's still the same thing, right? We still have a little statue, the veil or the shroud breaker, and we've getting little stones that we're putting in it to empower it. It's the exact same thing. Now, the I'm hoping that the voyage is going to be a little different and I'm not sitting here like a Star Wars fan watching episodes 7, 8, 9 and realizing I'm just re-watching 4, 5, and 6 because that's all they were. But I really hope that Rare does have a little difference here, but I'm not seeing it as far as the end product. The journey getting there may be a little different, but the product at the end is still the same. It is still a statue that we've empowered by these gems that we have found. And that, to me, is a little disappointing. I wish they could have done something a little different. Even if it was something as far as, instead of a statue, it was a staff. It was like a piece of wood. And we have to find, you know, like, some engraving tools that we have to engrave something on. Or it's a sword. And we have to find jewels. You can reuse the jewels that we then have to put in the hilt. Like Wanda the Warsmith, the... We could tie her in, but you could also use her sister, who was a weaponsmith. And since she's not at Golden Sands right now, well, she might be by the time the next adventure, she has to take those gems, and she's part of this story, and she has to figure out how to forge those gems into the handle of the sword, and that sword now becomes the way through. There are so many different things they could have done here, but instead, what do they do? The classic rare thing, which is recycle something from the past. We're redoing the Shroud Breaker. It's just going to be a different journey to get to the same end. We're statue, jewels, part the way. That's that's what it is. Um, one thing that people will be excited about, and again, it's reused content, but it was something that was very popular, and that is the return of the Seabound Soul or the Morning Star Lantern. Yes, the Lantern of the Ferryman will be returning with this, so the trailer looks like. Everyone loved that lantern. Everyone wants the lantern because it looks cool and has some cool effects. Though I think if it becomes a cosmetic, it won't have some of those same cool effects. But Belle has this lantern. Um, obviously, she knows the ferryman. Obviously, she's from the Sea of the Dam, so it makes sense. Uh, and we will be using the special effect of the lantern, just like we did in Seabound Soul and in uh, the Morning Star Tall Tale, in order to find these gemstones. So if you liked the lantern, if you liked that kind of effect and cool stuff, it's coming back. So um, again, reused content, and but again, it's 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 a little different, I think, than the Shroud Breaker, right? This is literally like the Shroud Breaker, only looks slightly 
different. With the lantern, the lantern has never been, the lantern has been a tool to do things like a compass and things like that. It's still reused, but I can forgive the lantern, the shroud breaker thing. If it plays out the way it looks like it's going to play out, that's just a real big miss that I think they could have done dealing with relics and the ancients. None of us know who the ancients are, right? We are going to learn who the ancients are because this is going to be our first encounter with the ancients where we'll actually be able to see what they look like, hear what they sound like. Um, but it was, I think, a missed opportunity where we could have used a sword or we could have used a dagger or we could have used an axe or a staff or a spear or something and, and put the gems in something other than just a carving that is just like the shroud breaker. Um, so the final encounter looks really cool. And like I said, the final encounter will be the same every single time. And it'll be a marked on the, uh, on the, in the, in the world as a giant tornado. Now, what I originally thought, because I heard the word maelstrom being brought up now, a maelstrom is a giant tornado, but it's a water tornado. It's un it goes down, right? It pulls things under the water, right? If you've watched pirates of the Caribbean, number three, that is a maelstrom where the, the black pearl and the um and and Davy Jones is fighting in that maelstrom. That is a maelstrom. This is not a maelstrom. This is a recolored version of the Ashen Winds Cloud, right? It is a green and white swirling tornado. And the difference between the Ashen Winds Cloud and this one, aside from color, is this one is actually shooting lightning bolts everywhere. It's like launching lightning bolts everywhere. It looks kind of cool. Uh, but again, it seems like it's just a recolored from the trailer again. Just seems like a recolored Ashen Winds tornado. Definitely not the maelstrom that I thought we were going to get. <clears throat> and... What that is signifying is there will be a phantom fort at that location and the lightning's kind of striking the fort. And what you have to do is you're going to encounter ghost ships. You're going to encounter the fortress itself firing on you and you have to destroy the fortress. Yes, you heard it correctly. You have to destroy the fortress with your ship, thus naval with cannonballs. And the fortress is destructible, which that just, you have no idea how exciting and how turned on I am by this, because I love games that put in destructible terrain and destructible things where you can blow up a barrel or you can blow up some TNT and things don't actually get destroyed. It's just a big boom. Players, mobs, creatures will, but not the actual environment where it should. This fort is completely destructible. And in fact, it, the, the event is not over until you level it, until you bring it, uh, raise it to the ground. I never liked that saying, but that is the official saying is raise it to the ground um, where you actually have to destroy it. The event itself in the short snippets that we got looks like complete chaos. And I love it. It's very reminiscent of the final battle around the spire in the pirate's life. Tall tales, very reminiscent of that where there's cannonballs flying. The music is just pumping you up and the adrenaline is going and you're blowing up those giant statues. And you know, you're getting closer and closer to the spire where eventually you get on it. This you know, there's ghost ships and there's lightning and there's that giant 
giant tornado and the forts firing at you and you're firing back. It just looks like an epic conclusion, which I'm very excited to see. And I hope it doesn't let me down. But based on the little bits that we saw, it looks like complete and utter chaos. And I love it. It just gave me very, I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about it. It gave me very much ending of Pirate's Life excitement. And that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see at the end of this. This sounds epic. It looks epic. And I think overall, they did a good job. Again, the only thing that I was disappointed in was the reuse of what appears to be a new Shroud Breaker. That is the only thing I was I was a little bit disappointed in. Um, but overall, super excited for The Legend of the Veil. Logan and I talked a, a little bit about our thoughts on, on Pirate Legend and things that I, we think that they should work on um, over the next couple months uh, to make Pirate Legend a little bit better and the Athena rep a little grind a little bit better. I, I, really, I, I really feel like Logan and I need to sit down and, and record a, a little bit of our thoughts because I think we have some really good thoughts about this. Um, but in the end of the day, we haven't seen a real good revamp of um, of of the Athena voyages and the Athena reputation since Thieves Haven's runs, right? We haven't really seen anything in, since Thieves Haven. So the fact that they're actually putting an emphasis on um, on this is is exciting to me, and I can't wait to see um, where they go with this in the future. So let's dive into the patch notes. I know we also have um, we also have the the Sea of Thieves uh, official podcast to talk about. I haven't talked about that yet. What I could tell you in in my general just over just overarching feeling of this, it was a good podcast. It was an informative podcast. There wasn't anything that really stood out to me as far as something that was game-changing, game-breaking, nothing for me to rage about. I thought it was just an overall good podcast of information, talking about why they're doing the adventures the way they're doing, talking about the the, the mementos or the memories you get um, as far as your rewards for completing these adventures and their overall approach to the adventure and the mystery. Again, we haven't got the mystery in yet. Uh, we anticipate probably coming with this pirate legend voyage and stuff like that. Um, that's what we're guessing. We don't know, but whatever is going to kick off that mystery is not in the game yet. It has been confirmed that, um, there, but there's, there wasn't anything in there that really just jumped off the pages. I got a couple notes in here. Um, but after I've reread them a few times, I'm like, there's really, there's really just nothing in there that, that was just like, oh, I need to talk about this. It was just all really good information. Um, and if you're anxious and, and interested in talking and, and, and looking at um, why they're doing adventures this way, kind of where they're driving this story and, and how the community is going to be involved in this. It's a great, it's a great listen. It really does give us a lot of information uh, behind the thinking of Rare in doing these adventures, these mysteries, and things like that. I, I again, great listen, just not a whole lot there for me to unpack, except that uh, Joe wants to get a giant Sea of Thieves uh, graffiti wall painted <clears throat> on his neighbor's shed because it's facing his property. So that should be interesting. That should be interesting. Uh, so patch notes, patch notes. You all like me to do the patch notes, right? 
There's some doozies in this one. So this is uh, patch 2.5.1. It is obviously the second or the third. uh, Should be the second, I believe. um, Sea of Thieves uh, Season 6 patch. Um, There's some really interesting notes in here. Uh, that we're we're going to talk about here. But if you're interested ever in reading the complete notes, because I don't read all of them, uh, you can go to seaofthieves.com slash release dash notes, and you can see everything. So um, obviously they talk about Twitch drops and Legends Week. Um, they improved the Harpoon aim assist. Harpoons now have an improved aim assist when launched at loot, making players more likely to snag the targeted treasure instead of just Striking the nearby sand. Um, thank God, because I'm awful at harpoons. So, excellent. And playing yesterday, I was nailing my harpoon shots. Well, that's probably because they improved the, the yep, yep, that, that. Gameplay. Now, you know how I like to rant about quality assurance. I want to read this note to you. Snakes and pigs have been demoted from Seafort captain status and now reward the correct seasonal renown. Let me read that again for you. Snakes and pigs have been demoted from sea fort captain status and now award the correct seasonal renown. I want to know how in the hell in whatever spaghetti vomited mumbo jumbo code that is the game we love sea of thieves that snakes and pigs ever got coded the same as sea fort captains. How is that possible? How is that possible? That's literally like me trying to put a square object into a round hole and saying, hey, it went in. That square must clearly be a circle. What in the hell? Like, I know I ranted a lot last week about laziness and development, but how does this even happen that snakes and pigs at some point, as far as the renowned calculation, were put at the same level as a sea fort captain? How does that get by? How does that happen? How does the code spaghetti enough that pigs and snakes equate sea fort captains? How is that possible? They shouldn't even be. What, what, what's the similarities between snakes and pigs and sea fort captains? They're a mob. That's the only similarity. How is it possible that those got linked in the seasonal renown system? Jesus. Ammo pouches dropped by skeletons will now disappear from islands after the crew leaves. Good. That will reduce lag on servers and improve server performance. 
This is actually kind of cool because uh, I was surprised they didn't do this in the first place. The map at the Seaford's living quarters now displays ships flying the Reaper's Mark flag in addition to Reaper emissaries. I think this is cool. I'm surprised this wasn't done in the beginning. Um, I respected that it wasn't um, and, and forced you to obviously go outside and look for, uh, for Reapers. Um, but based on the fact that it's basically the same exact uh, map as we have on our ships, I was surprised that they didn't do this um, in the beginning. But they didn't. They chose not to. Um, but adding it, I have no problem with this. I have no problem with this. Now let's get into the fun thing. So we're going to look at visual changes. And if you're not understanding why that's important to me, go back to episode 66 and listen to why I find this hilarious. First, players using the C4 to barrel winches should no longer experience Canberra stutter or rotating um, mechanisms. When, when camera stutter, when rotating mechanisms. Okay. Okay. Traders fate fortress no longer has a bobbing barrel in the bunk room. Okay. The treasury doors now sit correctly on their hinges. Okay. Okay. Players should no longer be able to find a way into dock pillars inside of the fort and, and move inside the geometry. Okay. Did I read anything in there about ropes on the pulleys? We're fixing doors on hinges. We're fixing bobbing barrels. And we're fixing the camera stutter when using the winches. But we're not fixing the winches. Someone had to test that the, that the camera stutter when using the winch is no longer stuttering. But for some reason, they didn't notice that there's no ropes there. They had, to, they had to test it in order to make sure that there's no camera stutter. But did they not notice there's no ropes in the pulleys? Or that a pulley is floating in midair? Or that a kraken is being held up by chains that are levitating? By God, the barrel bobbing has been fixed. And the doors are now sitting correctly on their hinges. This is what I'm talking about. Like, seriously. I'm glad. I'm so glad that they're, they're, they're focusing on the little things. The little graphical things. That is great. But... The, the bobbing barrel's gone. The door's sitting correctly on the hinges. You're fixing the camera stutter. But you didn't fix the ropes. The ropes haven't been fixed yet. The ropes are still missing. You didn't notate that in the thing, so they're still broken. <coughs> when I look through the fog, the, the, the ropes on the ship are still broken. Like, I'm glad I've, I, I see some things in here. I see some work that they're doing. But, come on. 
just fix your pixels. It's it's just it's unpolished and unacceptable at this point. I'm glad things are getting fixed, but more. 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 Now, you all know that I'm buddies with Captain Logan. And Captain Logan, I swear, just likes to light me on fire. Because he sent me a screenshot of the patch notes, specifically a section of the patch notes that he knew would absolutely drive me insane. And I'm about to pick part of that patch note that I don't think he was thinking I was going to see because this one made me more angry than the other. Known issues. Letters of recommendation. Players will find themselves unable to purchase letters of recommendation in patch 2.5.1, the April update. Fear not, letters of recommendation will become available for purchase later this month. How many times has this been an issue? How many times have they patched it and left out the letters of recommendation and then had to turn around and allow you to buy two the next update? How is this still happening? How is this still a thing? How have you not found the root cause of why your letters of recommendation keep disappearing? This is just unacceptable. Hit reg, server performance, letters of recommendation, not getting credit for your turn-ins. These are reoccurring things that happen month after month after month after patch after patch after patch. At some point, enough is enough. And the letters of recommendation have surpassed enough. We have seen this patch after patch and update after update that all of a sudden the letters of recommendation are broken. How do you fix it and then you break it again? Something as simple as an item that ups your rank by one. How? This is not code to launch the International Space Station. This is video game code. And I'm pretty sure an item which increases your rank cannot be that complicated to code. And how it keeps getting fucked up, I do not understand. If that's not bad enough, right above known issues, Performance and stability. This is a fix because it's above known issues. Server stability has been improved. Reducing scenarios where crews are removed from a game session. And then you look two bullet points down under known issues. Reduced server performance. Players may experience scenarios where they encounter ping spikes at random while playing, resulting in rubber banding and client stutters. So you're reporting to us that performance and stability, server stability and performance is better, but then you're telling us a known issue, server performance and stability still sucks. 
I don't know who writes these patch notes. I don't know who's responsible for that. <clears throat> but here, I'm going to give you a little bit of, 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 of PR education, okay? If you know that something you're putting in as a fix still has things that need fixed and thus it'll be under known issues, here's a pro tip. Take that bitch and put it at the top. Take the fix and put it near the top. That way it's one of the first things people read. And as they read down the monotony of other spaghetti code changes, they're going to forget that you said that server performance and stability is better. And therefore, when they get back to known issues that they're still working on server performance and stability, you will automatically forget that, oh my God, they tried to fix server performance and stability, but it's still screwed up. The fact that you put it literally inches away from stating that it's still an issue, you put a fix in there. Now, not only are we saying that something's fixed that's not, and sure, maybe they did fix it where you're not getting disconnected, but your server and stability and performance is still sucky because you still have it under known issues. And yes, there are still major rubber banding issues. I saw them last night multiple times on stream. But how just dumb can you be that you literally put a fix for performance and server stability in less distance that my penis could cover on the same thing where it says reduce server performance is still an issue inches literal inches it's, it's there's a bullet point difference how is that a thing I don't even understand. I just don't understand. Yes. Is it small and insignificant? Yes. But clean it up. Think before you type. Think before you release. Think. You literally said things were fixed and then you literally say it's still a major issue. Come on. <sighs> obviously hit registration is still there because that's never going to be removed, I think. And then this one's an interesting one. Steam achievements. Some pl Steam players may find that after an achievement is unlocked in the game, it is not unlocked within Steam. What did you do to break that? It was working fine. What? Every time I read these patch notes, I'm trying to understand where in Italy the spaghetti code of Sea of Thieves is being mixed around in Grandma's old pasta shop. Because this is a mess. What did you... There was nothing in anything that I've seen recently that touched achievements. How is that broken? What is that tied to that you changed? How are you breaking things? Like, this goes back to my childhood, the first time I made cookies, and I read baking soda and baking powder and thought it was the same damn thing, so I put extra baking powder in there. The cookies were not edible. Like, 
How do you, what did you touch that broke achievements in Steam? What, what is it? You haven't touched anything about achievements for a while. What? I just am blown away. How is that broken now? Dear God. Dear God. Oh. I have like I have like a, a stress strain headache now in the back of my skull because of this. This is what your patch notes do to me, Sea of Thieves. They cause me physical harm. I'm gonna have to go take a leave now for the pain. Physical pain reading your patch notes. Jesus. <sighs> a new segment that we're going to start doing each and every week for Pirate Talk Radio that you can take part in is called Would You Rather? And now when I say would you rather, I'm not talking about simple would you rathers. I'm talking about I want to see the best would you rather that really makes you consider which one would you rather have. Which one would you rather? So I invite you to submit your would you rathers on Twitter at Davram TV and use the hashtag SOT podcast. Would you rather? You can email the show, <clears throat> Pirate Talk Radio Podcast at gmail.com. The, the email is in the notes below. You can join the Discord server and go under the Pirate Talk Radio Discord channel and submit your would you rather there. You can also submit your would you rather <clears throat> on the live streams and in the YouTube comments of which I hope you're all subscribed, even if you're just listening on the uh, the podcasting apps, because we're getting very close to being able to actually get the YouTube URL, Pirate Talk Radio. So please go over and hit the subscribe button. So I'm going to start us off. Would you rather hit registration, be 100% fixed forever, where you know... That you shoot, you hit, and damage is done, and there is no question that combat is 100% fixed in Sea of Thieves based on hit registration. Or, would you rather have servers be stable with no rubber banding ever, but combat will forever be Broken as shit. So would you rather hit registration be 100% fixed forever, but servers will continue to have issues with rubber banding and lag spikes? Or would you rather have servers fixed with no rubber banding and lag spikes, but combat will be forever broken as shit? There's your would you rather. Drop me your answer on Twitter, in the email box, or in the comments of the YouTube. And if you have a really good Would You Rather, we'll include that next week in this segment, Would You Rather. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening and taking a little bit of time out of your day to spend with me. Again, I apologize for this late episode. The next week's episode will also uh, be late due to travel. 
And if you would like to tune in and watch the tournaments I will be in raising money for children's hospitals, you can go over to the Extra Life Twitch page. Go over and check out extra-life.org, and you can check out what the charity is about. You could sign up if you want to participate. And all the way at the bottom, you will see a logo for Twitch. And you can go there, and I will be down in Orlando, Florida, participating in raising money for children's hospitals Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday uh, next week. So, guys, take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.